Hey, it's Ashley, and we are live on the Wake Up or Die podcast today, and we have a very special guest. She is an instructor for the world's leading health institute called the Czech Institute. She's also a practitioner of neo-shamanism. Welcome, Nicole Devaney. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. This means the world to me. I love you so much, and I see all the women that you connect with and touch, and I'm hoping that I can be a channel for what they need to hear on this beautiful podcast you've created. It's important. We all got to wake up or really wake up and die where we're going to at some point. It's on our agenda. (laughs) Nobody gets out alive. But at the same point, can we wake up through the process? Yeah. Even the dog knows, right? Yeah. I love your doggy. (laughs) He knows. Time to wake up. Oh, I introduced you as a Czech practitioner. And I would love for you to explain to us what Czech is and how you got there. So the Czech Institute is based in San Diego, but is all around the world. We train people from Australia to the UK to New Zealand. And Czech stands for Corrective Holistic Exercise and Kinesiology. Or you could also replace the K with Kidra, which means soul guide. We bring the combination of science as well as spirituality and energy to bring people a holistic way of healing. We leave no stone in turn. So ultimately, we look at physical first, what's going on in the foundational principles and also the foundation of the musculoskeletal system. But if you only work in the physical, like humans are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual beings, and sometimes our healing isn't just what we can do on a physical level. So a highly skilled Czech practitioner, someone who's gone through the entire process, which in some cases can be four years, in other cases, 12 years of learning the Czech Institute's education, has the ability to go into the emotional, into the spiritual, and also support you in making the steps that you need to make in the physical to step into what I call is your soul purpose. We all came here with a purpose that our soul wanted to fulfill. And to the degree that we're on that path or lack thereof, we oftentimes experience what we call the pain teacher. So the body is one of the most incredible keys to to let us know how we're doing or not doing in our uh, life path. I like this. So if they give me some examples of things you've seen that have been interesting cases. Yeah, I'll give you my own example. Before I stepped into being a holistic health practitioner, I was an exotic dancer. Oh, yeah. It was something that helped boost me out of poverty. I grew up in a beautiful family that did their best and was navigating ancestral trauma. And through that, when I became a dancer, I was able to afford teachers. I was able to work with, I guess you could call them gurus, and was then promoting through my first company, Goddess Arts Academy, how to pole dance, which I thought women were wanting to learn throughout the country. But really, it was a guise because I didn't know many pole moves at the time. I really wanted to open up a space where women could learn how to love themselves and the tips and disciplines for stepping into what I had learned through my 12 years of exotic dancing, which was to express our feminism wholly, wholeheartedly in a way that there was no shame and no guilt around these sensual beings that we are. We can heal through our sensuality. 
in the process, I broke my spine. I worked with so many practitioners, chiropractors, prolotherapy. I did everything to naturally heal. That was that had always been a piece of my life is that I'd seen what chemical pharmaceuticals had done to my parents and I really wanted to heal naturally. And when I wasn't getting lasting relief through that, I asked source for help. I wasn't raised religious, so call it what you want, God, spirit. I know that when I couldn't pick up my three-year-old daughter, I got onto my knees and I cried and I prayed, please help me. And that's when I not only dreamed about, but met my first Czech practitioner who through the process that I thought was going to help me heal my spine actually taught me things um, above and beyond. Like I had gotten an MRI and learned that if I didn't put a, according to the doctors, a rod in my back through surgery, that I'd probably be in a wheelchair soon. And how old were you at this point? I was just getting into my 30s. <laughs> uh, some of you who know astrology know that as your Saturn return, like the time when all your life lessons present themselves again for you to truly grow. And I thought I was going to be healing my spine, but little did I know I was stepping into my life path. I worked with a Czech practitioner for about a year. And in the process, it was like, wow, my back feels better. But he changed more than just how I moved. He changed how I breathed. He changed how I activated muscles. He removed things from my diet that then cleared my lifelong acne. I truly believe that you can change your IQ through diet. And I just wanted to learn more. I was at a loss. I had to close my company because I couldn't teach pole. I couldn't backbend. I was just on a self-healing journey. And in that moment of what do I do now? I'm like, oh, just check out the school. I had no idea that it would turn into this commitment of 12 years of education, mostly because Paul Check walked in my very first class when I was absolutely sure I was going to quit. I'm like, this is not for me. This is all anatomy. I had been intuitive my whole life. And it was promoted through my family. We weren't religious. So when I would see spirits or energies, my mom, instead of saying, oh, it's just your imagination would inspire me to ask them, to talk to them, to see. A lot of them ended up being my ancestors. And the beginnings of the Czech Institute are really founded in science. But when Paul came into one of my first classes, and basically I tell my students, he filleted my soul. Like he, for two hours, got to the root of all the bullshit. I had been telling myself that was keeping me small and preventing me from stepping into my true path. And at that moment, I made a commitment to make it all the way through, even though the science was hard and education was not exactly what I thought was going to be fulfilling for me. I wanted to learn about chakras and colors. And here I was learning about the multifidus and transverse dominus, but made it through the entire process. And at the end, was asked to become an instructor, which during that process and helping people heal, I was like the president of the hair club for men. I truly believed in it because I, I had it heal me. And knowing that then I could get in front of students who would be touching other people's lives, I knew I could help even more. I, I tell my students oftentimes, we're like the underground train. We're freeing people one digestive system at a time 
from the systems that have kept us in slavery with our minds and with our hearts. And it's so imperative that we see that our gut and our pineal gland and all these things that are in our body are calcified and not functioning properly and slow and sludgy because of what we've been exposed to. And that's natural. Majority of humans are operating this way, unfortunately. The Czech Institute is something that you now teach at and practice regularly. If someone wanted to find you or learn more about that, where would they find you? So I have two websites. One is NicoleDevaney.com. And then also recently have been developing retreats for women. They've had two years now. It's called New Moon Woman. I'm sorry, it's called The Remember. Called to remember.com is another website, but you'll also find a tab on there for New Moon Women, which is a philanthropy project. For the last eight years, we've been providing free gatherings for women so that we can cultivate the wisdom. And we do these by donation, really. And then our donations go out to charities for women. And you are a charity for women. So your donations <laughs> fund what you do. And that's important. And I know that you guys are really hard. I've been to several and they're very inspiring. Women are on the forefront. It's been a hot topic of how do we heal and how do we feel better and how do we not martyr, become the martyr and the victim at the same time. And so today I'm lucky because she has a really unique way of explaining to women how they can become not only all of who they're supposed to be here, but how they can find wellness in the middle of chaos. So I want to ask you, what do you believe are the most important questions women need to know to develop who they are? <laughs> I just want to start with the idea that health is well. If you have your health, you can do anything. If you don't have your health, it becomes your only focus. Yeah. We're actually gathering on November 1st, which is Samhain is a pagan holiday when the bells grow thin. And we have more connection, not only to spirit, but to our ancestors. Those of you who may or may not know, my human design is a projector. And human design is really an interesting topic of study. You can go into it and find out like what your main design is. But as a projector, my job is to study and to perfect my wisdom. And I work best through the invitation. When somebody invites me with a question, and then I can help support through a channeling, not only what maybe you need to know about what your listeners do. What is your number one question about healing or being the best version of you that you think would support you and your listeners? How does it work when someone has identified that they're not feeling well? And they know they want to make a conscious change. At what point and what level do they need help outside of themselves? Okay. So what you're asking is you've identified that there's a pain teacher that's showed up in your body. And the true question is, when do we seek help? So it's interesting because there's so much information out there and practitioners that you could go see. And step one, before you seek that out, I think that you got to go within. The power of prayer. Some people don't like the word prayer. It's a little triggering because maybe they have a background of 
religion that doesn't align with their belief system now. So we can say prayer or we could use the word intention. But ultimately, each one of us who came here have a slew, an army of invisible help. Our guides, our ancestors, our angels that are literally like our team rooting for us, rooting for the furthest step in our lineage to heal and to step into our power. And I think that relating to my story, when I had been outward and saw all these healers and these specialists and was not getting well, I went inward. And I said, great spirit, I don't know what to do. And I'm, I know that you do. And so I'm going to turn this over and ask for help. And it wasn't necessarily that through that prayer, some people through prayer will get a light in the room and all of a sudden their body feels a lot better. Through that prayer, I received a dream literally that night of a man who I met at Burning Man and didn't know how to call the next day. He was connected to our community and he gave me the opportunity to take a pill in a teepee at Burning Man in the dream. And it wasn't a red or a blue pill like the Matrix. It was like, this is one choice. And when I took it, all this light left my body. And when it got to my sacral chakra, my back pain went away. And I woke up free of pain compared to where I had been and thought, wow, I wonder how I get a hold of him. I haven't seen him in nine months. And he looks really good in toga. And actually that night I was giving a lecture at a festival about organic food and he was in the front row. Mm. So. I think that starting with that, knowing when to reach out for help, I think that we should be reaching out for help with every thought, every word. A worry is just a prayer for something we don't want. A lot of us, we have 90,000 plus thoughts a day that run through our head. How many of them are positive and negative? Most of them are grounded in the way our parents talk to us. And that wasn't always positive. And so identifying not only like, the moments of prayer where you're consciously asking for support or giving thanks, but identifying all those other moments throughout your day where you're unconsciously thinking, this is not going to get better. This is the reason. And then stepping into writing a letter to the universe. Thank you so much. I know that you're on my side. I'm opening up to all the assistance and help, whether that be through modalities or other humans or just divinely guided miracles. I'm opening up to that now. And then, ha, when you ask for help, you have to be open to the help. So there's a story of about a gentleman in the area where hurricanes land and a hurricane was coming. And everyone was like, you got to evacuate. The news was like, you got to evacuate. And he's like, yeah, I pray. And I think I'm good because God's on my side. And then, Next thing you know, the water rises and it's up to his stairs of his house. And some people come and they're like, hey, we're getting out of here. They're in a boat. Do you want to get in? He's like, no, I pray God's on my side. And then the water rises. And next thing you know, he's on the roof of his house. And some other people come in a helicopter. They're like, hey, got to get out of here. And he's like, yeah, it's all good. God's going to take care of this. He's on my side. She's on my side. Let's say they, them is on my side. That's an excuse. What are you so great? Yeah. And next thing you know, he drowns and dies. 
and he is up in the pearly gates, whatever you want to call that. And he's, I prayed to you. Where were you? And uh, God, I came in the form of news, came in the form of a boat, it came in the form of a helicopter. Why didn't you receive my help? So the second step is when you've put it out there for the help, you got to be open to the messages and the people and the receptivity that comes in. And it may look different than what you think it needs to look. I had no idea. I had studied yoga for 12 years before I'd worked with a Czech practitioner. I thought I knew everything about Kundalini. And here I was in a gym with this muscle-bound dude and weights all over, teaching me how to breathe and how to activate my pelvic floor, which wasn't happening because I had inflammation in my gut. And we first had to get that out for all of that to start working. Amazing. Yeah, this is incredible. This is a great channel. I'm telling you that people need to hear this. They're hungry to understand how do I go from here? I feel like they've been locked in a cage for a long time. And they're trying now to figure out, am I in the cage or am I out of the cage? How do I act? How do I be? How do I show up? So that was very helpful and very interesting. I would love to know, what do you think is the number one or a few things that are really harming women while being in their hormones? Okay. Chemicals, our food system, and our go lifestyle. This is just not what was around. If we look back 100,000 years ago, people who were living off the land were able to usually complete everything that they needed to do to survive, which really survival is about food and shelter and connection. That was done in about four hours of the day. That means that the rest of the day, it was an opportunity to sing, to dance, to make love, and to relax. So we have this system in our bodies called the autonomic nervous system. Auto meaning it takes care of itself. And it runs, it beats our heart, breathes our air, digests our food. And it has two branches, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. We might know them as fight or flight or rest and digest. And you want to think about them as like a teeter-totter, okay? I also like to think about the teeter-totter as yin and yang. One can't be up while the other is. And to the degree that we don't allow the parasympathetic nervous system to step in, we don't get that healing. It's not just resting and digesting, it's repairing. So I think that before we go into, oh, I've got to change my diet, I've got to get all the chemical-laden products out of my house, because that can create more running in a woman's system, the first things that we have to do is look at how can we bring peace into my daily day? Most of us who have health issues go on vacation and notice that all of the symptoms subside. Why is Because we let go of the running. But what we have to learn is that in order to go on vacation, we usually have to work twice as hard before and twice as hard after. And there's all the packing and unpacking, which usually by the time you get home and unpacked and back into your day, all of your symptoms come back. So how can we bring that vacation into our daily lives. For some women, this is a breathing practice. Others, it's Qigong. Others, it's snuggling with their dog or babies and ultimately letting go of what we think we need. True needs are about shelter, about food, and about community and connection. All this other shit that we buy is secondary to our needs. And so in the process of healing my spine, I realized that I had adrenal fatigue and my thyroid was going out. 
mostly because I think I had breast implant illness. But at that time, it really hadn't been identified or come out. And so a big piece of my healing for two years was to stop exercising so hard. I had to stop paying for a smartphone. I got a flip phone. And I took every bill that I possibly could and minimized it as a single mother so that I could work less, so I could work less and be more. Because ultimately, that's what women are meant to do. We're we're meant to pick berries and giggle and receive. But we're now trying to put on the hats of men and women. We're going hunting and we're coming home. I joke that we're bringing home the bacon and we're cooking it. And we're just too busy. The secondary thing with hormones is that we are in this world that is just a toxic soup of chemicals. It's in our food. It's in our beauty products. in our beauty products. It's in our household cleaning items. And so transitioning to organic, wild-raised, free-range meats, if you're eating meat, and organic vegetables. This is important. But again, the stress of that can be too much for a woman who's just barely surviving financially. So step one, rest. Our beauty products, oh my goodness, they're not monitored by the FDA. So they can put in all sorts of chemicals, 4,000 of them that we know of, that have been deemed illegal in other countries. Why? Other countries pay for the insurance of their citizens. And so they want their citizens to stay well because the bill is on their dime. Red 40 is illegal in Europe. You cannot put red 40. And red 40 is in every candy in fucking America. Yep. This is crazy. Yep. Yep. And leads to ADHD and all these other things. And so there's a couple of great apps to make this easy. One is a website called ewg.org, Earth Working Environmental Group. And the other one is called Think Dirty. And it's an app. It's really great. You can upload it and it allows you to scan the barcodes of the, the products that you're using. And if anything scores above a three, it's been identified to bring in cancers. Think Dirty was developed by women who are recovering from breast cancer and then had to switch all their products out. So those are the simple things that I would think about. Yeah, and if someone feels like their hormones are out of whack, rest. Try resting is really what I'm hearing you say. And try that for an extended period of time, like consciously saying, I'm going to put this all down and become one with the garden or one with my couch or whatever it is. Yeah. And just to go a little bit deeper, when I do a questionnaire or bring in a client and have an intake form, we do something called a health appraisal questionnaire. And our job is to heal in the hierarchy or the order of the sickness or the imbalance. Hormones are at the very bottom. Hormones are a reflection of what's going on in the body. So I'll tell you what's at the top. The five things I have to look at and address to get right before the hormones will balance themselves naturally. Digestion. So our digestive system right at the top. Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said, let food be thy medicine and all disease starts in the gut. So oftentimes gut healing. The next one is liver. So detoxification systems. If somebody can't move the toxins that they've been exposed to in their environment for however many years they've been on this planet, we have to get that working. We have to get detoxification systems working. Then we go into endocrine. So this is your adrenals and your thyroid. So that gets into that autonomic nervous system. Our endocrine really works well with the rest and digest and the parasympathetic. There's no pharmaceutical out there for adrenal exhaustion. 
And so there's no code when you go to see a doctor, you tell the doctor, I'm feeling tired and I'm losing hair. They don't have an insurance code for adrenal exhaustion. And I'll tell you why. Because there's no pill that you can take that will fix it. And so if they can't sell you a pill, why make a code for adrenal exhaustion? And then we go into blood sugar regulation. So looking at the pancreas and the blood sugar regulation, and then finally circulation. So when I'm addressing hormones, I'm looking at those five systems to see where the root of the imbalance is. It's interesting because most women are like, well, hormones are out of balance. I'm going to pull it in my ass and I'm going to feel better. And the reality is their gut's not working. They have all these five things going on. And that's really not where they should be focused. But the media wants us to focus on this thing. Right. And that's really enlightening for people listening to this. Yeah. The majority of women are out there listening to come get your hormones checked and get hormone pellets and feel better with hormones. And they're not hearing you. And I believe they need to hear you. Yeah. And if they heard you, they would suddenly wake up to the idea that maybe what they're doing is masking how to mm. feel. We call it palliative care. So, yay, I feel better. And I've got another lease on life, but I've also got another five or six years to do the things that were affecting me in the first place before a bigger pain teacher shows up and screams at me. Cancer, diabetes, heart disease, these three main diseases they don't occur overnight. They're 20, 30 years in the making. So if we quiet down our body's whispers in those 20 and 30 years so that we can keep engaging in activities that are not of our highest and greatest good for what our body needs, our body will scream a few years later down the line. I love that you say they're whispers because they are whispers. It's like, don't do <laughs> Lay here. Stay still. You should rest. Totally okay to rest, but also not okay. These ideas are what are the tiny little things that add up and suddenly someone's really not feeling well and they're experiencing things that aren't well because they've allowed their body to get out of whack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's more awareness in your body. Yep. I really appreciate that. And I know women will appreciate this conversation. You, these remember retreats, I want to talk a little bit more about them and ask you about medicine in general. We talk a lot about plant medicine on the Wake Up or Die podcast. People know my story pretty well that cannabis significantly changed my life when I was in my 20s. I want you to just touch on how you've seen medicine and plants help people and where we're going with that in the next few years as women. I think it's really important to note that all plants carry medicine. So I am an herbologist and I'm a spiritual herbologist, which means I communicate with the plant. Animism is a, a practice where we acknowledge that everything has a spirit and an energy and a teaching and healing in medicine. And so I came into plant medicine through teenage years of experimental fun. And I actually stepped into more conscious containers of healing and working with the plants uh, through their communication about 20 years ago. Um, sometimes I think it's been all this dietary meditation breath stuff that's really killed me. But ultimately, I think it's the plants that have catapulted me into a level of consciousness that I couldn't have received without them. So in check, we call it the higher conjunction and the lesser Conjunction meaning connecting to source, to your higher self, whatever you want to call it, that is 
your innate power and wisdom, which animates your body. And when we work with plant medicines, we have the ability to take the elevator, which will, we get in 20 minutes to an hour later, the doors open up and we are possibly at our full potential and also in the mirror of what's standing in our way, which can be scary. And for some people, they might call that a bad trip. However, just I want to say this because a lot of people definitely have some judgment around plants and plant medicine. So having a bad trip is literally going up the elevator that Nicole's talking about, opening doors and realizing that you are not who you want to be. It can be. It can be. It can also be unresolved trauma coming up because that might be some stones that are in your path of getting to who you want to be. So our subconscious does this really beautiful thing where when we're in an experience that's too much for our little childlike bodies to handle, it has this ability to disassociate. Because if we get too stressed, if we cry for too long as a baby, we can die. And the body knows this. And so there's this innate wisdom to shut down those systems. It's called disassociation. So when you enter into, whether it's a therapist container or a plant medicine container, and your body is stabilized in your world today, sometimes the subconscious says, okay, now we can unwrap this package of energy and trauma that you were unable to process as a little girl. And we're going to unwind that. We're in a safe space. We can do this now. And it's scary. And it should be like celebrated. And if you're in the right container with the right person, help. Not withdrawn, not disassociated again, but open to moving what energy needs to move through you so that you can step into that relationship with your highest self, with your purpose. That's one bad trip. Another bad trip that I talk about is if you don't pack your bags. So a lot of people are turning to plant medicines and using it in an allopathic way. Like, I'm not in a great relationship. I hate my job. I'm just going to go drink this brew or take this mushroom and that's going to fix it. It's like taking a pill. And so it, it's not necessarily there to fix it. That's why I call it the mirror. It's there to show us what we need to know to fix ourselves. And some of the main pillars when we go into these is intention, set and setting. So really guiding the plants. The plants have a relationship with us. And through our intention, we're saying, this is how I want to work with you. And the plants, oh, I'll turn up these factors and turn down these factors. And then um, set and setting, making sure that love and trust the facilitator or guide who's bringing you through. If you don't know this person, you want to know what their background is, where they trained, people, testimonials that you can talk to who's worked with them. And then, and then integration. So integrating. A lot of the times when those elevators open and you experience that full vibrational being of your whole self, eventually those elevators will shut and they'll go down. And next thing you know, you're back to your day-to-day -day life. It's two weeks later and you're in that rushing woman syndrome that led to the sickness in the first place. So integration is a key part to these medicines. But what I see a lot in these communities is people get the experience of feeling what it feels like to be in their full vibration, their highest self. And instead of taking the steps, which is the greater conjunction, which we haven't talked about, the greater conjunction or connecting to your soul and your purpose is about the stairs. 
the stairs are the disciplines, the habits that we engage with every single day to fully uh, step into what we know of, what we experience when we're on plant medicine. And sometimes those steps when you've had a bad trip or, wow, I've got to maybe leave this relationship or I've got to do some healing around my mother wound. And the integration piece, if it's not done properly and we just go back to another container of plant medicines, sometimes the plant medicines are like, you didn't do your work. You didn't integrate. You didn't take the stairs. And so a lot of my work, first and foremost, before I support women in plant medicine or ceremonial experiences, is we dive deep into the assessments and questionnaires of where are they at on the staircase. Sometimes I call it the map. Can't tell you where you're going because you're going to tell me where you want to go. And I can't tell you how to get there because I need to look at where you're at right now. And that is what I get through my assessments. Do we need to do physical work, emotional work, mental work, spiritual work? And I think that when we step into plant medicine work, having those stairs that we're already walking allows us for grounding to go into amplifying what it is that we need to know and going back to the stairs. And this, I think I've seen over and over again, prevents these concepts of bad trips. Can you get there without plant medicines? Absolutely. I think you can. But I've also feel that sometimes 30 years of meditation is what it might take, where we can support our efforts and catapult us with these conscious medicine. I'm really changing the frequency of vibration, right? You're tuning the dial to 104.5 and it's okay to go there and it's okay to understand that frequency of plant medicine. And then you come back down to 98.3 and we all live here. And so integration in general with your friends, with your family, with your experiences every day, with your journal, that sounds like where someone could really start with themselves is looking. If I wrote down how I felt today and I was able to track that every day, I would start to see a pattern. Yeah. The issues in the tissues. I, I find that I can get somatic releases, emotional trauma, traumatic releases through identifying what muscles have become bound up and through uh, conscious stretching and breathing into those muscles. We can actually provide the same effects as some of these plant medicines. But for me as a human and working through assessments and questions and then my own soul guidance, I get to where I think we need to go and just, I got to give it to the plants. I think that they know sometimes better than I do. But they have a consciousness. They're smart. They yeah. teach. And that's what I really know. I've done plant medicine enough to know that they stay in my body and they teach me every day. Mm-hmm. That they are wise and they have reformed part of my DNA with the way that they've taught me and they're continuing to do that. So I'm grateful that you're here today. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. We got through three questions. If you are listening to this podcast and you're uncomfortable and you have heard things that make your skin crawl or your skin light up, just know that we're all on this journey together. And this is the Wake Up or Die podcast. My name is Ashley Jackson and we have had Nicole Devaney on today. If you want to find Nicole, you can go to Call to remember.com, NicoleDevaney.com. I'm on Instagram, Nicole the Czech Goddess, Facebook, all the usual ways of reaching me. Yes. And I will put that all in the chat. We are going to catch up with Nicole again. And I am so grateful that you're here. Remember, it's time to wake up or die. This episode of Wake Up or Die podcast is brought to you by the Wellness Tools Mastermind. 
a nine-month program teaching you the competency and confidence to have new skills regarding plant medicine, intuitive integration, neuropathway resolution, and so much more. Skills from professionals that are teaching every single day. The world has so many new ways to feel well, and I'm excited because these tools will not only help you in your personal life, they will help your clients, your friends, your family, and those you love the most. You will walk away with a new set of tools and a new set of people who understand that working on yourself and learning tools is the way of the future. Wellness Tools Mastermind starts in January 2024. The investment for the program is $2,500, but now until November 30th, we are running an early bird special for $9.99. If you'd like more information, please email wakeupordynow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.